Hello, hello, and welcome to the Yoga and Yum podcast. My name is Sybil. I'm your host, and I'm really happy that you're here. This is the place where we come to practice deep mindfulness and radical self-care. So today, I have another encore presentation of one of my most popular episodes. This is going to be the last encore presentation for this cycle. I'm just taking a little bit of a break, but I don't want to leave you hanging. And so here is an encore presentation of an interview that I did with my son, Justin. Now, if you're if you've been here for a while, you know that my oldest son, Justin, is an, an adult living with autism. And in this episode, we talk about how what it's like when autism meets mindfulness. My son, Justin, is a very mindful person. He has a strong mindful practice. So without further ado, here is the encore presentation of my interview with my dear, wonderful gorgeous son, Justin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Yoga and Yum podcast. My name is Sybil Shelton Ford, and I am your host, and I am so glad that you're here. This is the place where we practice deep mindfulness, radical self-care, and living our lives on purpose so that we can experience more yum. And today... I am super excited because I have an amazing guest. This is my first podcast guest. I am like completely stoked about this. And the guest is my son, Justin, who is my oldest. And I thought he would be like the perfect guest because he's been practicing mindfulness for a few years now. And he's going to talk a little bit more about his experiences as I have this little interview style podcast. Justin was diagnosed with autism when he was three years old. And um, he uses a lot of these techniques to really keep him centered. So, but I'm going to have him answer those questions so you can hear it in his own words. So without further ado, welcome Justin <laughs> to the podcast. Hey everyone. Hello, really, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for saying yes to being on the show. So I just have some questions for you if that's okay. Okay, fire away. Justin, <laughs> Justin is a, a man of few but very like succinct words. So, <laughs> Justin, how long have you been practicing mindfulness? Hmm. About seven-ish years. <laughs> okay, so wow, it's been longer than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I was like seven, yeah, about about seven years. Wow. I think that's, that's again, that's longer than what I thought. I was thinking more like three or four, but hey, you must have been doing it in, in your own way, which is awesome. 
And then what attracted you to a mindfulness practice in the first place? Well, technically, it was like, it just called to me as like, I like this whole idea of being deep and made me really question my reality and such. Okay. So when you said it, it made you be really deep. What does that mean for you? Hmm. It's like an art and a deep interest. It's just infatuating. It's like, yeah, they don't teach you this in school. So, and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to sit on this. And I was like, hmm, interesting. So do you remember when you were first introduced to mindfulness? Well, I never knew its name at the time, but I believe it started around like 2015, 16, something like that. Mm-hmm. And do you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. And every everything else, like from like Taoism and a few other things, the Chinese and French anything in Asia really got me into to like improvement and such. Okay. Awesome. Because I do remember. Um, you mentioning that that you were really interested in um, like Chinese zodiacs and you were interested in you really got deep into that actually you kind of schooled me into (laughs) being more deep about that and like meditations things like that Taoism that was really cool I always thought that that was neat that you were getting really deep into those studies so when when we think about a mindfulness practice, which is kind of, when people think about mindfulness, they think about practices. What does your mindfulness practice consist of? So what, I know that you do things like earthing, um, but are there any other mindfulness rituals that you have like from day to day? Um, yes. So this one actually did come up recently today, and that is, and yes, this actually does work, people, but ice water to the ice water on your face for like 15 seconds. And so what does that do for you? This relieves stress. It calms, it smooths out the skin, and it actually slows down your aging and and prevents wrinkles from showing up. Hang on. And of course, the puffiness in your eyes and all that such. Okay, so that is kind of, I think about it as a, um, I don't know, I guess a health practice <laughs> or preventative practice. But are there other things that you do? Um, you know, do you meditate? Do you do mindful eating practices? 
Do you have any of those? I know that, like I said, you do when it's warm enough. Like right now in Michigan, it's like completely freezing. So it's hard to earth. <laughs> yes. I had to walk barefoot on the earth. It's kind of becoming one with that. Are there other things that you do? Yep. And this one actually happens during the evenings, though. Like okay. it's dark. I highly recommend you doing thing at Tai Chi to ease yourself to sleep. Yes. Yes, I know that you got into Tai Chi. So do you have like a, a Tai Chi routine every night before you go to bed? Sometimes. Well, most of the time it's like, yeah, if I'm like really not feeling at ease to go to sleep, I will do that. Other times, a nice cup of tea or even hot chocolate before you go to bed. Yes. So those are things that you like to do. Everybody kind of has yes. their own thing that they that they do in terms of like rituals or practices. Yes. So you were diagnosed with autism when you were three. And you've, you know, you may or may not remember um, when we got that diagnosis, we, I was very diligent in trying to make sure that you had services, things like um, occupational therapy and speech therapy, different things to really help you soothe your nervous system because it's, it's really common for very young children with autism to have dysregulated nervous systems. So I had a brilliant pediatric OT that taught me a lot about the nervous system. And then I went on to study yoga for special needs children and did things with you that way. But now that you're not a kid anymore, you're all grown up. <laughs> and you kind of have your own self-soothing things. So like earthing, like Tai Chi, like, I know you, you exercise, you do different types of exercises. Um, how has your, how have your practices, your on-purpose practices helped you as a person living with autism? Like, do you feel less anxious? Do you have less sensory issues? What have you noticed since you've been sort of taking over your own care and how your um, your personal mindfulness practices, how have they helped you? This way, yes. Um, they actually do make me feel more alert and I've learned how to like shut out doubt and actually just do the important things earlier on instead of waiting till like super super late yes now when you do things like earthing like um you do your also hydrotherapies <laughs> that really help help you do you feel like they help your um because a lot of people with autism tend to be can have a lot of anxiety do you think they have a positive effect on maybe feeling anxious or any sensory overload, that kind of thing? Have, what have you noticed? 
it kind of does for you. It does make me feel more decluttered internally and just like I know what I desire or based on the day at hand. So again, just being really, really mindful in that you use your techniques to respond to how you feel at that particular time. Yes. Which is perfect, (laughs) which I think a lot of, you know, I think that's really important for everyone, but I also think it could be really powerful for people who are neurodiverse to kind of take that time. Because what I notice about you is you're very purposeful and you're very methodical at times. I mean, in terms of what you, you know, what needs to happen when um, having your own kind of plan, having your own kind of routine so that you feel calm, cool, collected, <laughs> alert, less responsive. Am I, am I, am I correct in saying that? I want to like put words in your mouth. <laughs> well, I would say less react, less um, reactive and more active slash proactive. Yes. Yes. And that's what I've just, that's why I wanted to interview you here because I just really was impressed that you have this kind of in your life and you've made that really conscious decision to really look into, you know, things that maybe not, not mainstream sort of practices. You know, it's not necessarily a mainstream practice to earth. It's not a mainstream practice to do hydrotherapy because you were telling me how you do your hot and cold and, you know, how you just do your shot, you know, your showering, um, which I've done before, which is actually invigorating without being overly stimulating, but it's also, also helps you to be kind of chill at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah. And do you feel like you have, and maybe this is just because you've gotten older, but do you feel like, the things that you do um, kind of helped you to have less sensory issues? Yes. Is there any one thing that helps more than the other with your, with kind of feeling less, um, I'm just using the term less sensory issues or sensory overload. Are there things that tend to, help more than others hmm. they're all pretty even to compare them is yeah it's like apples and oranges it really depends on who uh, on what the situation is yeah and that i love that you're so aware that you kind of have created this toolbox of things that you have you do a lot of that on, and show a lot of that on your Instagram channel that um, you sort of have this bag of tricks that you've developed because of self-study, because of studying other ways of doing things that you can apply them like right away when you need them. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that you use them to advocate for yourself. So you know, a lot of times when we have family gatherings, depending on where we are, you you really can stand up for yourself. You're really um, 
polite in how you do that, but to kind of advocate and say, this is too much for me. <laughs> like this yes. situation with too many dogs running around the house or whatever it is that kind of is overstimulating for you to say, this isn't working for me, which I just, just have a lot of respect for because I think a lot of people may or may not do that. You know, they'll kind of put up with stuff that may be really dysregulating just to be polite. But then when you go home or you're on your own, you have to kind of deal with what's left. Like you have to deal with the shakes inside and that, or the headache or whatever happens to kind of recuperate from an overstimulating event. Mm -hmm. And you have, um, in the recent years especially, been really mindful of those things, but also really um, powerful in your own advocation for yourself or advocating. I don't know if advocation's a word, but advocating for yourself. <laughs> All right. So you do a lot of posts on your social media platforms as a mindful man. Um, you should follow Justin on Facebook. <laughs> And on Instagram, but what are your goals for Mindful Man? <laughs> it's kind of funny because I actually start off as I actually put Intuitive Man then Insightful Man first. But <laughs> well, <laughs> my post actually is this: I am helping people well by breaking social norms for a better and more free life. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was like direct. I've never heard your explanation of that. <laughs> so Justin um, has a pretty active Instagram and Facebook accounts. I should say pretty active, not a, but both. And he puts these um, inspirational quotes that he comes up with and these ideas and he gives his like dissertation about them. And you can find those. Do you do those both on Instagram and on Facebook? Yes. In fact, it always goes on Instagram, but then I click the link says instantly share on, on Facebook. So if people had to pick one, if they wanted to follow you, would you recommend they follow you on Instagram or on Facebook? Which makes better I've, sense. I'd recommend Instagram is a lot more free. There's a lot more freedom over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that you're also, uh, you have a, you have a pretty good following over there on Instagram. So that's pretty cool. So if they wanted to find you on Instagram, what is your Instagram handle? Let's see. <laughs> okay. I know I know it's Justin in some numbers, oh, yeah. but I can't remember. <laughs> oh yeah. It's Justin F four nine six. Yeah, so he is at Justin F four nine six. That is his Instagram handle. Do you still go live there a lot? So mm, try to, but but I'm mostly just posting things just one thing at a time. I forgot to mention that. I was like, everything I said, like helping people, all by bringing social norms, 
Runs for a more bear free life one post at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. So if you're interested in seeing Justin's work as Mindful Man, follow him on Instagram at Justin F. Like Ford or Frog <laughs> 496. Well, thank you, Justin, for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking your time. Thank oh, you're welcome, Mother. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, everyone, your support means so much to me. I would love it if you would follow and maybe write a little review. And if you feel so inclined to write a review, screenshot that review, or if you want to give me some stars, and send it to Sybil. That's S-Y-B-I-L at asyouareyoga.com. And I will send you access to my free five yoga class series called the Self-Love Yoga Challenge. And yeah, it's just a thank you for your support. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Justin, thank you so much for being on. And as always, here's wishing you all the yum in life. Peace. Mm -hmm.